This is Playing Around with Paige Renee. Welcome back to another episode of Playing Around with me, your host, Paige Renee. We have Josh and Tori with us. Guys, I got some good news. Are you ready for some good news? Yes. I think we all need good news. So I don't know if you've heard. I'm sure Josh has. Tori definitely hasn't. But the match is back. So it's going to be Tiger Woods, Peyton Manning, Phil Mickelson, and Tom Brady. They're doing it for charity, and it's going to be on TV Memorial Day weekend. How stoked are you? I am super stoked. I have so many questions, and I want to, and I have a lot to say about this because it's like, did you watch the first one? So I was there in Vegas when they played the match, and it was awesome. I know that on TV it didn't come off as well, and they had some technical difficulties, but being there at Shadow Creek with the crowd and Tiger and Phil going back and forth, it was amazing. It was so much fun to be there. So it it does suck that they can't have people there, but I think it's going to be better this time around having Peyton and Tom Brady. But first off, I want to know who you guys think is going to take it. Oh, dude, I, 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 there is, I have, it has to be Tiger Peyton. It has to be. Yeah. Tori, what do you think? I'm, uh... (laughs) The funny thing is, I know you guys are analyzing this by golfers, but I'm going by football players. <laughs> so you're going Phil so, Tom Brady. Exactly. Yes. Damn it. Damn it. So, Damn it. But I am a Peyton Manning fan. No, I'm going to go Phil Tom Brady. They're the oh. underdogs by quite a bit. So I think that's actually a pretty good bet. I I have to go Tiger Woods, Peyton Manning. For a couple reasons. One, Tiger was my captain when I did the Celebrity Cup, so always have to root for him. And number two, I have this hatred for Patriot fans. And I know Tom Brady left, but he's yes. still a Patriot. And yes. for, But there's a reason behind it. So any guy that I have dated who has, like, really screwed me over – they have been a diehard Boston fan. So it was either like Red Sox, Patriots, Celtics. It was the weirdest coincidence. Like if a guy was talking to me and they're like, oh, I like the Patriots. I'm like, you're going to screw me over. <laughs> it oh was going to happen. Every single guy. Five. 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 There's been five. Oh, yes. Yes. Wow. It, it, it's, I- it's a thing. It's a thing for me if they like – the Patriots, especially the Patriots, if they're a big Patriots fan, they're out. Like, just right away. Because I know I know something bad's going to happen to me. So that is the other reason why I'm going to go with Tiger Woods and Peyton Manning. But, I mean, look. I don't we're, know. We're, He's not a Patriot anymore. So maybe, maybe I can root for Tom Brady now. No. 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 You can't <laughs> do this. PG, we're, we are on the same team for completely different reasons. But, but uh, Tom Brady is the devil incarnate. And that is why, but 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 the reason why Pro Tour is is rooting for him is because he's 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 the goat and he's sexy and Giselle and I understand I get it, but that's also why I hate him because he's perfect and he has a perfect he, life and he is making millions of dollars and has a supermodel wife. Still, still finds time to cheat. <laughs> you like Tiger though. I hey I love Tiger and uh, and look like the, the, the Phil is basically. The, the one person, like, Phil, fine, whatever. But I love Peyton Manning. He was amazing on Saturday Night Live. That's why, that's, you know, sure, he's a great quarterback. But Saturday Night Live, he was, he was awesome. So he gets when my they, vote. When he vote. was, like, the skit where he was beating up the kids. <laughs> <laughs> Just Such a classic. <laughs> yeah. I will say, though, if we're talking straight social media, Phil and Tom Brady are the goats. I mean, Phil Mickelson's social media is fire. It's just electric. And Tom Brady, he's the GOAT on the field, and he's also the GOAT at roasting people. Like, the stuff that he comes up with and then he puts out there, it's good. Even though I'm not a fan, I have to give him major props for that. 2001 Raiders-Patriots conference game championship. The, the, The Tom Brady tuck rule, I will never, ever like that man. And he admitted he cheated. Well, your opinion means nothing because you're a Raiders fan. So I, 
Wait, I will PG, say, <laughs> are you sure you're going to take all Raiders fans out of your following? Because I'm sure there's a lot of them. I've already taken out Patriot fans, so might as well knock out pa- or Raider fans too on this one. Okay. Um, Paige, my dad played for the Raiders, That's so right. this is a little awkward now. Yeah, I know. I was waiting, Pro Tour, for you to drop that bomb. Remember when we said? Remember when we said that we are the um, we are famous, notorious for flip flopping. <laughs> I am all for Raiders fans. They hold a special place in my heart. If Pro Tour likes the Raiders, I love the Raiders. Five minutes and 54 seconds, and this might be a new record for us turning around our, our first initial statement. Uh, yes. Whatever Tori says goes for me. <laughs> wow. That is actually, I, hey, I'll take, it, I'll take it whichever way. <laughs> I'm sure you would. <laughs> So I, <laughs> so I will say my favorite part of these matches or really any big sporting event are the prop bets. Prop bets are the most amazing thing. And I'm going to read a couple of these off because they crack me up. So the first one is, will Payne Manning hit a fairway in regulation on hole number one? <laughs> uh, I say no. Uh, nothing is worse than that first tee jitters, and then if you have Tiger Woods staring you down, you're missing the first fairway, without a doubt. Okay, but now we're talking about, so uh, th- th- this bet is out there, right? It's out online? This is out there online. So, and Peyton knows this, right? Yeah. Okay, so there's one thing about all four of these guys that's amazing, is that they are, they're amazing under pressure, right? So I'm guessing that Peyton is practicing that first one, and I'm going to say he hits fairway. Eh. See, I think it's different, though. I've seen a lot of athletes be so mentally tough in their respected sport, and then they get to a golf course, and they're a complete head case. Like, they can't even hit a golf ball. And especially when you know the camera's on, on you and you have Tiger and Phil looking at you. And I don't actually know how good Peyton or Tom is. I actually, I've never seen them play. I haven't really heard much about their game. So I'm, I'm not sure if they're actually decent players or not. But the next one is, will Tom Brady hit a fairway in regulation? I, I think that I will. I think, I, I think Brady's about an eight and I think Peyton's like a, I can't remember if he's like a six or a twelve. I can't. For okay, some reason, so they're they're pretty good. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty good. Um, and I think, and I think, I think they're both gonna. I think they're both gonna respond. I think they're gonna hit fairways. Probably. Well, I just think about myself when I would play competitive golf, and I was such a mental head case that I couldn't even swing. So <laughs> that just is coming from my own experience. <laughs> Well, I mean, you have the perfect experience. I mean, Tiger, you played on Tiger's team, right? Did Tiger yeah. watch you hit a ball? Yeah. On the first tee shot, I almost topped it. Cold, hard top. Like, I missed half of the golf ball. Oh, dude, I would have missed the full golf ball. I would have hit my foot. I also, I think I already mentioned this before, but I picked my walkout song to be hot in here with Nelly in front of Tiger, and it was really <laughs> awkward. <laughs> And they play the part where it's like, it's getting hot in here, so take off all your clothes. And I just, like, made eye contact with Tiger, and he was just so disappointed in me. Oh, <laughs> that is genius. Yeah, I haven't been invited back to another event after that, so. <laughs> <laughs> There's, like, all these people around, and they, there was no one clapped. It was very awkward. Uh, the next there- prop <laughs> What? Were there any good songs? I mean, I didn't know you come out to songs. That's amazing. Uh, I think it was just for that special occasion. I Honestly, I blacked out, and that's the only thing I really remember. Um, I was just like, don't mishit it, especially after that opening. So it, oh. was, it was a rough one. Dude, that's pressure. That's pressure. All right, wait, yeah. so back to the match. Do, are they going to play all four balls count? Uh, I'm not sure what the format is going to be. I'm sure it's going to be a best ball. That sucks, though. It, it might be all four count, but I'm sh- I'm sure it's going to be a best ball. But I I got to finish these prop bets because they get better and better as yeah, we go sorry, on. Yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. Will Tiger Woods wear a red shirt? Mm, no. No. Total Sacred commercials. Sunday. Yeah, total commercials. Payne Manning is in during broadcast. <laughs> four. 
<laughs> Ooh, he does have a lot. What do you think? I would say probably two. Okay. All Total right. So number. What do you, so, hmm. So Pro Tour, two to four. What's your guess? I think it's going to be two. Yeah, I knew you were going to agree with her. <laughs> but no, because it's going to seem a little too self-serving if it was anything more than two. But he does have his like nationwide commercial, which is relevant right now. So I feel like that's going to for sure get in there. And then, see, I'm going to guess two. Okay. Yeah. Two's a good guess. <laughs> we're always on the same page, Tori. <laughs> It's just a girl thing, you know? Yeah, we just have that bond. Oh, my God. Okay, next one. <laughs> Which logo will be on the front of Tom Brady's hat? Buccaneers. You think he's going to do that? I don't know. That's my guess. Uh, I think he's going to go something surprising, maybe like a G4 hat or Grayson has some really cool stuff. That's what... Justin Timberlake usually wears. So I think he might go that route and do something a little bit different. Uh, the next one is what will Phil Mickelson wear during the match at the first hole? He, I mean, he, he's going to wear a mizzen and a main polo. That just has to be that probably with like a sweater vest over it. That's his move. He wears a sweater vest, even if it's 200 degrees outside. So will he wear shorts to no. show his calves? I think they'll probably all wear pants. He does love his calves. He loves his calves. That should be a really good prop bet. Will Phil Mickelson wear shorts or not? We just got one. There you go. Next one is first player to have football highlights shown. (laughs) It's going to be Tom Brady. Yeah. Uh, Total curse words said by Tiger and Phil. Are they going to air him? Are we going to know? How are we going to know? I mean, I feel like they're going to, because wasn't the first match, um, like, unfiltered? They didn't have, I feel like that's what they were promoting, like, this unfiltered, raw, you know, back and forth grudge match between Tiger and Phil. Um, And it's on TNT, right? Yeah. So... Well, it depends. If 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 the if the if the big boys buy out or or get in on it, then I don't know about I don't know when the first bleep will be, but it'll probably be by the second hole. Well, have you guys been watching the Last Dance? Yes. They're swearing on ESPN. How is that working? Good question. Well, I think you can, I think there's a list of, of swear words you can say. I, I don't think you can do F-bomb, and I think that's, and then, like, super crude words. But I think. So they're definitely dropping f- on ESPN in The Last Dance. <laughs> it is happening. And they're talking about, like, cocaine and Rodman's Vegas extravaganza weekend that he went on with Carmen Electra. So I don't think there's that many (laughs) regulations. And that's what I wish this match will turn into will be something more like the last dance where it is actually unfiltered because these guys are hilarious. Tiger is so funny. And I, I want, I think people have seen that side of him, but I wish they could see it more. I think people are kind of craving that real authentic, look at these guys and I think that's what will make this match even better than the last one is having them almost seem like they don't even have a camera on them so dropping f-bombs and getting mad and shit talking and doing all of that I think that's what's going to make this so good and I feel like that's what kind of lacked in the last one and I know it's hard with the cameras because when I was at the match we were standing behind Tiger and Phil on one of the tee boxes and they were going back and forth and it was really great banter but then the camera guy said hey guys sorry it's commercial break we got to stop and so they had to stop what they were saying and then he said okay back on and then they had to rework the whole thing and say it from the beginning again it kind of lost that the appeal and so I think it's really hard the way that they have to do it but I really hope that they keep it really like fun and not cheesy. I feel like sometimes when golf does these big events and they've done a ton of them, it is so cheesy. And they'll say like one kind of quick remark and it's not even that bad. And people are like, oh, that was so hilarious. He made a joke. And it, it wasn't, I mean, compared to what these guys say, you know, day in and day out when they're playing these matches with their friends, it's not even comparable. 
Yeah, I mean, sure. Like these guys, like the audience is just waiting for anything from them. But I mean, but look, there's there's two things. There's TV, and then there, you're talking about four of the best athletes in the in you know and and in the last two decades, right? So how many kids are watching that because? They want to grow up to be Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, you know, Phil Mickelson or Tiger Woods. I mean, all of these guys. So there is that unfortunate stigma where you're also got a seven-year-old or a 12-year-old watching you because they watch everything you do. So it is a little tricky. It's a balance. Like, is it, an, uh, is, uh, you know, for rated or unrated? And in TNT is, is, is television. So I'm guessing we're not going to get the best of it. But I I get your what you're saying, and I know that – they have to be role models, but look at their parents. Do you think that their parents are never swearing and they are like perfect and, you know, always doing the right thing? I feel like you model your behavior more off of your parents than you do a public figure. And so I don't think that the parents have a right to judge these athletes for what they're saying or doing. That should come from what they're teaching their kids. (laughs) I don't really know how to respond to that. <laughs> I, mean, um, I, mean, I mean, it makes sense. Like, you're the one who should be molding and raising your child. I think it's almost a cop-out to be like, Tiger Woods said, then my kid's going to grow up and be a horrible person. No. Like, raise your kid to be better. <laughs> yeah, but a 12-year-old boy is going to be like, I don't give a shit about my dad. I want to hear what Tom Brady says. Well... <laughs> But think about what they're doing in middle school with all of their other friends. Do you think they're sitting around playing patty cake? And like, oh, good golly, Gene, that was such a great thing that you just didn't know. They're like watching porn and cussing and doing all of this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're not little kids anymore. Exactly. I'm totally, I'm totally agreeing with you. But, I, uh, but, but the whole idea, I mean, look, you, you know for yourself, you got fired from a job for being too risque. So like these guys, we're talking about the, 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 all these guys make their money off endorsements. Whatever, whatever Super Bowl they win or, or Masters they win is a drop in the bucket compared to their endorsements, right? So yeah. they have to have that. I just think it creates this fake persona and it kids can't live up to be that because they're not even that person. It's almost like when you see girls on Instagram and you think they're beautiful, but in reality they just Photoshop their picture and they don't even look like that. And so I feel like it's the same thing. You're, people need to be more real to show that like you do make mistakes and you do mess up and you do cuss and you do all this stuff. You can still be a champion and do that, but it, for them to pretend to be fake just to please their sponsors and then they're a different person behind the scenes. I feel like that's the worst thing out there. I feel like it would be better to show kind of the ups and downs and be more real and more honest than, than not. 100% agree. I totally agree with you. What I'm predicting is that that's not going to happen. The last match was super plain, and you know those guys have it in there. You know you wanted to hear all the, all the side banter or the stuff they say in the locker room or the or – on the way there, yes, absolutely. I'm just saying, you know, I, I'm I'm hoping for the best, and that that's kind of why I want everyone to play their ball because once these guys are these guys are true competitors, and if and if Peyton takes two to get out of the bunker, you know what? He's going to let an f bomb fly. Yeah, I mean, I I usually don't say this, and I probably will never say this again. But Josh, you're right. I know that it's <laughs> not, I know that it's not going to be how we would want it to be. I'm just hoping that it's still entertaining. But honestly, there's no sports on right now. And we watched the draft like it was Super Bowl Sunday. I mean, so we're craving just any kind of sports at all. And so I think regardless, we could complain about this all day long. And I feel like people tend to do that where like a new idea comes out or something that is kind of exciting. All we do is pick apart things that are wrong with it. And I... I do that a lot, and I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I just hope that they, it's, it just doesn't come off cheesy because that does more harm than good for just for golf. And I think this is a really great time for uh, to showcase golf in a different way. And you're going to get different fans watching the match, sports fans, not just football or golf fans. And I hope it just comes off well because that'll be good for golf. 
100%. I mean, this could be the biggest thing for golf because you have the you have two of the biggest NFL people out there. Your exposure is now going to be huge. The NFL draft was 55 million viewers. I mean, Insane. this could be this could be the biggest thing for the PGA. Yeah, and I, and I think that's why I'm so critical towards it because I'm hoping and praying that it comes off really great. But, you know, it's funny because they always seem to pick Tiger and Phil and these main guys. I have a foursome that I think would just kill it on the match, and I wish that they did this. I wish it was Bryson DeChambeau, Patrick Reed against Brooks Kepka and Rory. You put Brooks and Rory together. Yeah, because Brooks and Bryson kind of have a little thing, and then Rory... And Patrick, they went back and forth at the Ryder Cup at Hazeltine, and that was the best match of all time. Got it. Okay. I like that's, that. And that's then, when they were, like, they, shushing the crowd and, like, yeah. yelling. And, and that I rewatched that the other day, and it still just pumps me up every single time. So I think if you ha- kind of have that little bit of hatred for the guys that they're playing, I think it would be so good. Yeah, I like I I I I think that the, well Patrick Reed in my opinion should be on a lot. I mean he's so polarizing and and then the whole the, wasn't the Bryson and the Brooks thing all about the I, I'm not going to talk about Brooks. He's going to kick my ass. So <laughs> they were talking about who had I don't know it was like who had better abs or like who had a better body or more muscle or something. And Bryson said he did. And then Brooks posted all of his major wins, and he's like, yeah, I have a full pack here. Or so, It was something like that. But they've been going back and forth for a while because Bryson's – well, people say he's a slow player, and Brooks is a, a fast player. So Brooks was criticizing Bryson about that. And then, like you said, Patrick Reed is just polarizing. Uh, I hate when people are against Patrick because I think he's so good for golf. You need someone like that to – to hate and to like root against and I I am the biggest Patrick Reed fan I would love to hear everybody else's dream foursome for this golf for their dream golf tournament so email us at par at iheartradio.com or follow us and dm us at playing around podcast and let us know what what you think about Paige's foursome and what's your dream foursome I think it's a good foursome PG put a lot of thought into it Okay, Josh, Tori, you guys are yes. going to get me in so much trouble for this next segment. I, and you know I don't have a filter, too, so you know I'm just going to tell it like it is, and I'm, I'm dreading this. The, <laughs> Tori, do you, do you want to tell everyone what I have to do right now? So we are inviting a new little segment called Kiss, Mary, <laughs> Kick to the Curb, and we're going to bring three different individual golfers to present to Paige to see which one she would again kiss marry or kick to the curb we have Dustin Johnson (laughs) Tiger Woods Jordan Spieth oh I hate you guys so much because regardless of what I say there's gonna be a headline like Paige wants to kiss Tiger Woods or Paige wants to marry so-and-so and I I am not ready for this but I will, I'll do my best to try to figure this one out. I actually don't know, so we're going to work through this together. Ooh, I like it. Talk it out. Good. Yeah. Uh, so I know this game as fuck, Mary kill. That's how we play it. So I'm going to play it that way because I think that's just how the game needs to be played. That's how I've always played it, and that's how we're going to do this. There we go. That's my girl. So when I'm thinking of someone I would like to, you know, um, out of this list, no one really jumps out at me. So I'm going to think about this in a little bit of a different way. Who do I want to have a kid with? So I'm going to look at them as breeders, right? So who's going to make my kid be the next great star? And you, you, have, you have to go with Tiger Woods here. If I am going to do this... I want something in return, right? So I want this kid to be the next Tiger Woods. So you're going to have to have Tiger Woods' baby to be the next Tiger Woods. So that would be the first one. Uh, Mary, none of these guys are marriage material. We'll just put that out there. So let's... 
I'm going to go with DJ on this one. Um, I'm only going to go with this. Paulina's going to kill me, so we'll just throw this out there again. This is a game, everyone. This is a game. This is not real life at all, to keep that in mind. I'm going to go with Dustin just because he has those South Carolina roots, and I love to go to Myrtle Beach, so maybe we could have like a fun little beach house there. And again, we're thinking about my, my future kids, right? Dustin Johnson is tall. He hits the ball far. He could also be a really great golfer, this kid that I'm going to have. So that's another reason why I'm only marrying to then have a baby who will grow up to be a star. So that's why I went with Tiger and Dustin. I think those, those guys just have a little bit more potential in the childbearing. Wait, am I the childbearer in this one? <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so can I jump in uh, just for a second here? <laughs> yes, you, please. You, we, 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 might, we might need to rethink this because breeding is like, it's, I, I loved when you said, do I want to have a child? I was like, oh, cute little child, like happy family. And you're like, no, I want the breed, to breed the champion. No, 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 because guys, when they are looking at girls, they're looking for, they call them breeders. Who's going to be a good breed? You want a girl who's tall, you know, big, strong legs, you know, smart, like you want to carry that on to your children. I think it's actually, you're doing them a disfavor if you find someone who will not help out. If you marry, if you... You are telling a guy what guys like and what guys do. This Am I wrong, Josh? Nonsense. Am I 100%. wrong? Yes, you are wrong. You are 100% wrong. Now, no, no, I no. If you, you have been dating a girl and you go meet their family and you look at the mom and you look at the <laughs> genetics and you go, oh, no, the genetics are not good. Don't tell me that doesn't, that hasn't sat in your mind, back of your mind. And please do not give me this because you're talking... In the last episode, you said, what's a big turn on? And you said a woman's stride, her run. That right there. No, no, no. Because you're thinking of your future kids because you want them to be athletic. Okay. So listen, I'm going to, I'm going to give you a point because at some point you think about that, but in no way, shape, or form does that make your decision. Not even and that's not even in the top ten reasons to get married to someone. You gave me a list of three people that I have no interest in marrying, so I'm trying to work through this <laughs> in the best way possible to have a positive totally. outcome for myself and my future and the potential kids. I'm not marrying for love. I don't. These guys are all in committed relationship. This is not real life. <laughs> so I'm thinking beyond and what I could get out of it. I love it. I love okay. it. Okay. And we're going to kill just, we're going to kill Jordan speech just to put him out of his misery. You're going to kill pro tours guy. Well, <laughs> he hasn't been playing good golf. <laughs> Only my guy when he wears a hat. <laughs> he, like, takes the hat off. You're like, no, he, he's gone. <laughs> Take it away, Paige. Oh, my God. But, okay. Oh, my Josh, I give yes. you this list of three guys, Dustin, Tiger, and Jordan. And if you're looking yes. at all of them, you go, who, I, who would be the best person for my kid? Who would you pick? You would not pick Jordan. You would pick Dustin or Tiger. Totally. Okay, so I'm not wrong here. No. But... No, I'm laughing. I'm laughing about it because, like, in as a dad, I'm thinking, you know, like, when you say, okay, who am I going to marry, have a life with, be, who, who's that person? And you're like, because I want to breed the champion. Yes. I, 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 it's just funny. It's, 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 it's a non, it's a, it's, it's a non-mom comment for sure. Love is dead anyway. Stop being a hopeless romantic. Let's think about the kids. <laughs> Oh God! Oh, I'm gonna get in so, so much cool. trouble. <laughs> Do you have you met DJ? Yeah, yeah. I I've met all of them. I grew up playing junior golf with Jordan. So my high school grad year was 2011, which people know as being one of the best grad years of all time. That's the year like Jordan and Justin and all these guys came out. Um, and then Dustin, I've done a lot of work with him at. Um, in Myrtle Beach because we're both kind of ambassadors for them. 
And I have done work with his swing coach a lot, Alan Terrell, and then Tiger. Um, I've met him like a couple times. So um, this was a very extremely awkward um, segment for me. And I really, I hope, I hope that they do not hear this ever. I mean, I already had that really awkward, it's hot in here moment with Tiger. I really don't want him to look at me and think, oh, she just wants to have my babies to be champions. I'm pretty sure he's heard it before. Oh, that's true. But, I mean, we're, we're thinking of the future. Like, I'm thinking of the future of golf here. If we create these babies, we're going to help grow golf. And that is my only passion in life, is to grow golf. And this is the best way I think I can do it. You know, it's not for my playing abilities. I'm never going to be on tour. So maybe I can just breed champions. Oh, my God. PG stud service. People are going to start coming to me, and I'm just going to, (laughs) like, have their babies for potential sports athletes. Dear Paige, I never thought I'd be writing this. I'm 6'4", I'm a minus 2 handicap, and I have long blonde hair. (laughs) Be like, check, they can either be a swimmer, uh, basketball's out, no basketball, golf is still good, and just have, like, a list of sports that we could cover right before... (laughs) Better, okay, which one's better? Best, a better body or a better golf, a better golfer? I think you can make someone into a good golfer. They definitely need to have the physical stature to be good. So if that eliminates you from almost all sports, if you golf is a little bit different, but I'm, you know, I'm not just thinking about golf. I'm thinking about the growth of all sports right now. And so if you need. You need someone tall, so we'll make them play basketball, you know, and not baseball. I feel like you don't really have, like, a certain body type, but we want pitchers. You know, pitchers seem to make more, so let's have some pitchers. They're usually taller. Uh, golf doesn't really yeah. matter, but, you know, if they're they're strong, big boys, they're usually pretty good. Golf is a, a power game right now. So, yeah, I definitely just look at the guy's body and go, is he going to make my kids champions or not? Okay, so the ultimate question while we're on this is – where do you think about having kids? Where? Like in a hospital. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, good, good, great. Let's move on. No, what do you think of having kids? I don't want kids. Obviously, you can tell from my answer that I'm going to be a terrible mother. So <laughs> I'm not maternal at all. And so I think about breeding kids as a business and not actually having one for love. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, so... I'm very excited about this, PG. I, I have a, actually my first tee time to play golf is a, is a week from today. So That's I'm getting exciting. out on the golf course. Yes. What a segue, by the way. That, that, was, that was really professional. Yes, thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, I just figured we'd get you out of hot water and, uh, and into corona water. Thank you. I was dying. I was dying. Yes. Yes. So <laughs> cough into the corona. Um, where are you on playing golf at this point in, in, in time? So most of the golf courses in Arizona are open. The, they didn't shut it down. They decided that it was a necessity, so you have to go play golf. Uh, so nothing has really changed here. I personally haven't been out on the golf course just because it still kind of freaks me out, and I just don't want to take the risk. I think that it's good that they're open. I just really hope stupid people don't mess it up for everyone else. I think if you follow the rules, the guidelines, the regulations, then it's going to be good. But I just know how stupid people ruin good things for good people. For sure. I mean, like, look, golf is one of those one things, one of the things that people can actually do right now, even though, like, it's it's made national. I mean, Dr. Fauci, Fauci's talking about golf so it's it is like a thing right and i am and i i weighed the pros and cons of it you know and going out and playing next week and they've made enough rules to where like you said if you're not stupid it could be completely harmless but um it 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 feels like for me a little air you know is being let out like I, i feel a little less um cooped up or anxious knowing that i have a i'm gonna go outside and play golf in a week yeah, no, I, it's definitely a good thing, and I feel like a lot of people are dying to go play golf, and 
if it will relieve some of their stress, then I that's obviously a really great thing. But I just think back, like, when I play and you see guys, like, spitting on the golf course or they will pick up a ball and they'll clean the ball by, like, licking their thumb and then wiping the ball off. And so I think, think about all of that stuff and I'm like, we should not be playing golf. <laughs> or just guys just being gross in general. And I'm like, it's the corona is going to spread. Well, okay, so do you think masks should be worn? Well, I heard that if you wear a mask, it doesn't really do anything unless everyone is wearing a mask. Right. So do you think everyone should wear a mask? Of course, I do. I I, I don't really have an expert opinion on coronavirus. I just want this to all be done with. And I think that's why I've just been like staying home and doing everything I can do um, to hopefully relieve the situation. I I really don't think having golf courses open is a bad thing. Hopefully it will help with people walking and cause I feel like everyone just like rides in a car and I feel if you get rid of the car and you walk pace of play is going to be better. I think it's actually being better for golf. So I'm, I'm interested to see like how people react to it and uh, what they're going to do. Cause you have to do the cup situation, either put like a noodle in it or a race cup or something like that. But some of the golf courses here in Arizona aren't even doing that. And most of them don't even have any regulations and it seems to be fine here. So uh, I think it's good. Well, like, so when they were talking about when Fauci was talking about the PGA going back and, and you said this last time, the, the first four, four are going to be um, without, without spectators. But what he's saying about what they should do is like it's crazy town, right? Have you have you do you know any of like the the conditions to to bring golf back? No, I ha- laid on me. Well, it's like uh, you have to quarantine all the players um, before you get like one or two hotels, and then everyone's got to be tested every day, and then there's no. Like there's no, you can't have rakes or like, how do you play a PGA tour without flags? And I was like, I was trying to, and then, then there was, there's this like, well, can you bring your own flag? Can you bring your own rake? Like there's all of these things that, that they're saying that they have to do for it to be safe. Honestly, I think it's just really funny that all of these like entitled golfers are going to have to go back to just playing golf the way that they grew up playing. And I think it's going to be a really nice reality check for them. Yeah, I mean, I wonder if any of them want to carry their own bag, like old school. <laughs> no. I mean, they're so used to being... It is good living on the PGA Tour. I mean, the way that they have everything set up, and they just walk out and play golf, and it's it's really great for them. I, I think that like, the younger players, like Max Homo was saying, he's like, I'll carry my bag. I'll carry four bags if I have to. I just want to get out and play again. But I think the guys who have been on tour for such a long time, I don't know if they're actually really going to want to come back and do this or the guys with families. I think that'd be really hard if you have a, a family and you're traveling and you're putting your health at risk and then you're risking the health of your family too. So it, it's a lot of hard decisions to be made. I mean, that's what they were saying with, you know, baseball coming back too. like, do the players even want to, I'm sure some of them who are financially stable don't want to, but a lot of guys also do need to make a paycheck. And I'm sure that's for the golfers too. Like you, you, the caddies and everyone who, who is a part of the organization, like they still need to, you know, live. So I, I see both sides of it, but I, I don't really know what's going to happen with any of this. I don't have a real strong opinion one way or the other, I just hope people are safe. Okay, well, let's move on. If there's, if if, if that's no strong opinion, what about um, what about so golf? Golf's coming back, but so is NASCAR. Do you watch a lot of NASCAR? I can honestly tell you, I've never watched NASCAR, and I will definitely watch. Tori, do you watch NASCAR? I remember I've watched like one race before. And I think I was like 10. I heard that going to NASCAR events is the most fun thing you could possibly do. I've heard it too. NASCAR is the ultimate Corona quarantine sport. I mean, you're in a car separated from other people. So I mean, I think it's fine. But what are they going to do with like the whole pit crews and everything? Uh, I mean, that's uh, again, a good point. You know what we should do, PG? We should have someone come on and tell us. Because have you ever heard people talk about NASCAR? They're oh, rabid. Yeah, I love it. 
And so, like, if I could take the time to get into the nuances of it, I, I think I'd be down. I think we will now since it's going to be the first sport back. <laughs> that should be our, our, our goal is to become NASCAR fans. We can have a NASCAR segment every, every uh, podcast episode. Yeehaw! That way we can go to NASCAR races. I definitely want to try and figure that out. And oh my like, gosh, Tori, like, we like, could get matching NASCAR jackets. <laughs> That's so cute with like our name on the back. Yeah, and then all of our sponsors. So it'd be like our podcast logo. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Dick pics all over. <laughs> yeah, when I said sponsors, I meant dick pics. <laughs> oh, I, that is the best thing I've ever Dick pics all over your NASCAR jacket. We're going to be a hit. Can you imagine us walking? Tori, you would not be single after. (laughs) You would not be single after wearing a dick pic jacket to a NASCAR event. (laughs) I don't want to attract anyone who would be turned on by me wearing that. (laughs) (laughs) Has to happen. My wife. (laughs) I just think of Ricky Bobby this whole time. Oh, my God. Yeah, tell us what the best, coolest thing about NASCAR is so that we can start there. Email us at par at iheartradio.com or DM us at Playing Around Podcast. Tori, do you want to open up the next segment? Yes, I'm just going to dive right in. Let me know when you're ready. I'm ready. Hey, Paige. Yeah, Tori? Matt wants to know. (laughs) Do girls ever send you boob or down there pics? That's an actual question that someone asked you (laughs) or asked me. (laughs) It is. Uh, Yeah, actually, that has happened before. Um, Like I was saying in a previous episode where when girls DM me, they never ask for fashion advice or beauty or really anything. All they ask me is about my boob size and how they look. And so a lot of time they'll open it up with sending a picture of their boobs and they're like, what size do you think would be good for me? As if I am like all knowing about boobs. Are they naked? Okay, calm down, Josh. (laughs) Guess they are naked. So it's just like a picture of their boobs. Do you give advice? Yeah. I mean, they're asking, so might as well. I I mean, it's, I, cause a lot of my girlfriends would ask me the same thing or, and I don't really know a lot. So I'll just recommend, um, doctors or like a size that I think would be good for them. Just going off of like what I think would look good on another girl. I mean, it's. Everyone likes boobs, right? (laughs) But no, I'll get like, I get that a lot, but I also will get a couple times where girls will sign my DMs and send me like a naked picture. And they're just like, you like? Oh, so you're getting propositioned a little bit? Yeah, that's that's only happened maybe like six times, six, seven times. Like not, not a lot, but it has happened. And what do you say? No. <laughs> what am I what am I going to say? Well, what if it's what if it's a very hot woman with a great body? I don't know. I feel if you're going to like slide in my DMs, I need you to like slowly open up with like a joke or like a good pickup line. I just I don't it doesn't matter if it's boobs, which we all like, or if it's a dick. Like it just doesn't, you know, rub me the right way. I need I need you to like slowly work into it. You want foreplay? A little bit. That would be that would be <laughs> nice. I feel like a lot of people just kind of skip that step, you know? So just take a little extra time. I'm scared for your future DMs right now. <laughs> All right, we have one from TP Boomer. I'm wondering how Paige handles the situations where she's speaking to men and feels the need to remind them where her eyes are. <laughs> I don't think that's... That's never happened. I don't think I've ever been in a situation where I'm talking to someone else and I'm like, my eyes are up here, you know, stop looking at my chest. That's never happened. I feel like 
you can tell if a guy is like taking a, a look, but most of the time I have a really low cut top, so it would be hard not to look. Um, I also am like a big advocate for eye contact. And so if you're keeping really strong eye, eye contact with someone, they can't look away. They can't really, I mean, they can use the peripherals, but besides that, they really can't do like a quick, like up and down. So no. I, I haven't really noticed that. I, I think it's so funny, though, that people send me these questions as if, like, I can't have a normal conversation with a man without them just being, like, like looking at my boobs the whole time. Okay, so you're on your podcast saying that you, you've you never had a situation situation where a guy couldn't stop looking at your boobs instead of your eyes? Not when I'm having a conversation with them. I, I feel like that's just such a weird thing to do. And like I said, if I'm looking directly into your eyes, you would have to be super quick to like look down and up. I've definitely noticed when I'm like walking away or if I'm passing someone, a guy will do like a double take or they'll do the up and down or they'll like they'll cat call you or something like that. But within a conversation with someone, I've never had a guy um, look at blatantly look at my chest. I I, okay. there's my bullshit button. I got to pull. I got to push the bullshit button. Maybe I just don't. Again, like I said, I'm so desensitized to what is respectful and normal that this they could just literally be staring at my boobs and I have no idea. Um, but like I said, I've never had a situation where I've had someone be... I, I've never noticed it. I really honestly have never noticed it before. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I've never... I've... I'm really honestly trying to think back of like all my conversations and I they maybe have like looked really fast but nothing where it was so obvious that I had to tell them like stop doing that or like don't do that. I've had guys like at a bar like walk over and like grab me or something like that, but I've never had someone just look up and down before. Tori, have you had that happen? Oh, honey, I have size A's. We got nothing down there. <laughs> Okay, but you have a nice ass. So, like, do you do you see guys checking your your ass out? No, because I'd be in front of them by the time (laughs) they do it. (laughs) Okay, I don't know. Okay, wait a sec. Let me just go back real quick. PG, you go to these golf tournaments. You go. You do public appearances all the time. You wear low cut blouse uh, tops and tank tops and things like that. And you're uh, you're going to stand by the fact that guys don't look down at your boobs while they're talking to you. I mean, maybe, but I I, I really haven't noticed it. Wow. I honestly haven't noticed it when I'm talking to someone. I I've never felt like really uncomfortable that they're like looking at me or checking me out. Um, maybe in like a quick moment where like they ask me for a picture and when they go to like grab my waist or something, they directly look at my tits. Sorry, Tori, I know you'd hate that word. Boobies. But besides that, I, I, or like when I'm just standing there, I I notice it more when I'm not talking to them and I can tell when someone's checking me out, but I, when I'm having a conversation with someone, no, I've never noticed it. There you go, folks. You guys, all men, PSA, you can get away with it. (laughs) (laughs) You can stare at her boobs all day long. She will not notice. (laughs) All right, Josh, it's that time. Are you ready? Yeah, 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 yeah. Boom. A boom. Boom. It's Paige. Boom. Renee. Boom. 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 T. Boom. 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 From Jkunk23, what's the best <laughs> technique? This is. I just read what the handle says. All right. Unfortunate. You just said it so like nonchalantly. You explained it so much better. I'm crying. You know the 23 is from like his high school jersey number two from like his basketball. Oh my gosh. You know. (laughs) All right. What's the best technique or drill to practice hitting low shots under trees? I'm often faced with this shot, one golf hole, approximately 130 yard shot, tree limbs, only five feet off the ground. Any tips would be great. 
Uh, yeah. So you, I, I know this as well because I'm always in the trees. <laughs> um, you want to take a less lofted club. You want to choke down on it. You put it a little bit back in your stance, not too far back because I see when people do that, they tend to come a little bit steep on it and they'll hit it fat. So just slightly back in your stance, choke down and take a half swing and don't try to kill it. That's when you usually will top it if you try to hit it as hard as you can. That You will grab more club to make sure it goes the distance that you need it to go and then swing around 50 to 70% and it will bring the ball flight down. You can control it a lot better. And if you want it to move a certain way, so if you have a tree limb that's maybe lower, but then you have another trunk that is either on the right or left side. So if you want to work it from your left to the right, then stand a little bit closer to that to the ball. So it'll make the club a little bit more upright, which will make it um, cut over to the right side. And then if you want to move it from right to left, just stand a little bit farther away from it and close the club face just slightly and come a little bit more from the inside, turn it over. And then you'll have that kind of low hook around a tree. So it's pretty easy. The best thing I can say is practice this on the range. A lot of times people aren't good at these shots because they never practice them until they're put in that situation. So go to the range, visualize trees in front of you, things you need to get over, under, and just work the ball until you get really comfortable with it. You should have a podcast. You think? Well, no one actually follows me for golf, though, so I don't know. I love that advice. You're getting a lot of emails because we got the next one from Patty One Ill Seven O Seven. I have only been golfing for about two years at 27 years old. I bought a set of irons from a golf shop in Phoenix three hours before my flight to my first boys' trip to Reno. Not knowing much or anything about clubs back in, back then, the guy said I need a shift staff, shift stiff shaft. <laughs> that's hard for someone my age. Say it, say it slower this time. I think guys will like that. The guy said I needed a stiff shaft for someone my age, but he sold me blades. Sometimes I hit the living shit out of the ball, but more often than not, I end up shanking it or missing it, especially with low irons. So question, I'm a 25 handicap. I don't have a lot of opportunities to practice. So would it be worth me getting a new set of irons that are more forgiving or try and struggle through the blades? Yes, 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 yes. This is such a big pet peeve of mine is when guys try to look the part, they'll end up getting blades, which are almost impossible to hit unless you are practicing multiple hours a day, every single day like a tour player, don't play blades. Don't make the game harder for you than it already is. So get the most forgiving club that you can get. People are so worried about what they look like and the equipment that they have, but you're going to look so much better when you're taking everyone's money because you have good equipment that actually fits you instead of trying to just hit a blade. So unless you're a, a scratch or better, you should never have blades in your bag ever I don't have blades in my bag I have the most forgiving irons possible and I'm a plus three handicap so and I've always I've never had blades it's just something that you shouldn't do like why would you make it harder so yeah get a different set of clubs I can't believe the guy at the store told you to get blades I'm like that makes me so annoyed because I'm just I'm getting so heated right now because golf is so hard and we always talk about why people don't get into golf. And one of the main reasons, which we haven't mentioned yet, is that golf is so difficult. It's frustrating and it's hard to pick up. And so when you are a higher handicap and you go to a store and the guy tells you to get blades, probably because they're more expensive, and then you end up quitting because you think golf is just impossible, but that guy sold you wrong equipment, he is detrimental to the game and it pisses me off and I hate when people claim that they know what they're doing and they don't know what they're doing and then they're giving bad knowledge to other people rant over good one but it's just it, it not rant is beginning again it just <laughs> <laughs> it just drives me insane it, or like bad swing instructors too just because you went through the program and you passed the playing 
um, portion of it, it doesn't mean that you're a good instructor. It in you end up giving bad instruction to all of these players, and then they end up quitting. You need to invest in a really good instructor who knows what they're doing. You need to go to people who can fit you for good equipment. It's going to make a huge difference. All of these factors play into people continuing the game. Or when you see young kids, when they have clubs that don't fit them and they end up quitting because it's too hard. Equipment and making it more difficult and instruction and all of these things play such a massive part in growing the game. And no one really talks about that. I think you're right. I think that's that's exactly right. I mean, why? I mean, like you said, it's probably the most fundamentally hard to learn sport out there, right? I mean, it's not a natural swing. That's what that's what everyone said forever. Golf is not a natural swing. You have to learn it. So, and the I agree with the equipment. I haven't had blades since I've had the option to not have blades. Most people will play blades because they the top line looks better. For people who don't know, the top line is literally what the top of the club looks like, and it's more narrow, and if you have a more forgiving club, usually the bottom and the top are a little bit wider, and it just doesn't look as visually pleasing as a blade, and that is usually the reason why people will choose blades. But again, yeah, it might look good when you're setting up, and then you shank it into the water. How good do you feel after that happened? Not pretty good, I'm expecting. So it, it just drives me bananas. Yeah, and I mean, look, I, like I said, I've said this before, dude, those Mizuno blades are the most beautiful. I, I, I like that, like, I think that that shape is so gorgeous, and I'm just, I'm not going to do it. I just, when you play, you know, once every two weeks, or you don't even play for, like, now, I'm going to go out and shoot, you know, a high number. I need forgiving clubs, uh, especially with the low irons, the four, five, three iron. But I think that they need to change the names. I feel like a lot of people don't want to play a forgiving club because they think that someone's insinuating that they're bad. And that's not actually true. It's just going to help you get it up in the air and go a little bit farther. Everyone wants to hit it farther. And so why why would they go for a club? A blade usually is more of a controlling iron, so it's easier to work the ball. You don't, Higher handicaps aren't working the ball. And there's just so much misinformation out there, and it's not their fault. People starting the game, they just don't know any better. I agree. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Tori, how do you feel? You need to get fired up with us on this one. I'm fired up. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, Pro Tour, but Pro Tour has, we've talked about uh, about the problems with why she doesn't play golf, right? And there's... There's that she's she's worried that she's going to be slow, and that's that's valid because people are assholes out there about pace of play, and all of and 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 you know the money and the time and like not knowing what you're doing. So if we were to start, if if PG would start her new beginners golf clinic, what would you like to see? Um, like what would be part of that for you, Pro Tour? Um. Okay, I think that for me to have to get lessons by Paige, I would just have to start really at the basics of just when I go to the club or the golf course, where do I, do I have to sign up? Do I need to do something? Do I need to bring my own bags? Can I rent from somewhere? How much is it? How much money do I need to be pulling it basically out of the bank account to initially to know what's going on? So for me, like I, I would go to Paige because I know that she would walk through the basics with me to make sure that I'm fully equipped and prepared and confident walking onto the golf course. Yeah, so I actually started a video series on my YouTube channel and it's called Being Basic with Paige. And so it's we're talking about the basics of golf. So everything that you don't even think that you should know, we cover it. As simple as what do you do when you get to a golf course and there's a bag drop there. Tori, if you if you pull up to a um, golf club you're not even going to know what a bag drop is or how to even deal with that. And so there's just so much anxiety around golf and the etiquette and what you should do. And so that's what we, what I decided to cover with being basics. And we, and we start from the very beginning of like, how many clubs do you have in your bag? What are clubs? What are wedges, irons, your woods, your driver? Because in golf, and this is something that, again, we've talked about before, 
when it comes to golf, we we expect everyone to know what we're talking about. And that's just not the case. And there's so many different rules. There's this hidden etiquette. There's so many different clubs and so many different philosophies on how to swing it that it's really overwhelming for someone who wants to come in and pick it up. And so I think a lot of people, when they come at me and they say, no one follows you for golf or your tips aren't that good, it's because I really try to strip it down to make it as simple as possible because I feel like there's so much information and so many different ways to do things do everything. So how do you make it simple? How do you make it easy for people to learn? And that's something that I really focus on. And I have gained all of this knowledge from playing competitive junior golf, college golf, that you're professionally working with some of the best instructors in the world, mental coaches, swing instructors, everything you can think of. I have all this experience and I've decided to strip it back into something that anyone can learn. Because I know a lot of people who follow me aren't into golf and it's not just with like with golf courses too I get so frustrated when I see influencers or golf media promoting these courses and they don't even put how expensive the greens fee is or how to get and most of the time the course is private and so they make golf so seem so accessible and it's really not so we need to actually make it accessible we need to promote more public golf courses we need to tell people up front how expensive clubs are We need to tell people how to get inexpensive golf clubs. We need to tell people how to go to inexpensive golf courses. We need to find really good instructors who aren't charging. You know how swing instructors charge so much for lessons, really good swing instructors. So we need to find really great people on YouTube who are doing it for free. I'm giving you all of this information for free. And I have spent thousands of dollars getting this information, and now I'm giving it to you for free. So it drives me insane when people are like, oh, no one follows you for golf. I'm like, well, they should, because you could either be paying thousands of dollars, or you could watch me give you a really great lesson, and I, and I have a low-cut top on. So it's a win-win for you. You're learning. Sure. And, and, it, and I just feel like there's just everything about golf, they just make it 10 times more complicated than it even needs to be. PG, I'm gonna go. Actually, I didn't know that you had that on YouTube. I, I'm, I love that. That's how you grow a game. We've done, I think, three or four episodes. So we covered uh, what to wear, where to go, where to find clubs, uh, what to do when you get to a golf course, and then we started working through the bag. So what what you have in a, your golf bag. So like, what's a golf glove? How to carry your bag? Golf tees, everything, and then we went through the all the clubs as well. So people seem to really like it, and it's just making it very simple and easy and non-threatening for new golfers. Would you do a like a Would you do a live thing where it's come come meet me at whatever in Scottsdale at this country club or not this this golf you know even a football field wherever it would be and you do, would you do it eight eight hour day or a, or a six hour day. Definitely. I, I, we're always thinking of new things that we can do. And I would love, to, I, if I didn't, if I wasn't doing this, I would be a golf instructor. I really just love helping people. And so I definitely would do that. We just have to figure out the best way to do it. Uh, growing up to be able to play at certain country clubs, I did junior clinics and I taught kids how to play golf. And so, um, that's just something that I really love to do. And I'd love to continue that in some way or another. We just have to figure out how to do it. I hope you do. Well, I first have to give Tori a one-on-one lesson. She's my first project and then we'll work from there. Well, I think everyone just tuned in a little bit tighter right there. (laughs) I'll, uh, I'll get behind Tori and show her how to work her hips. Oh, my God, that YouTube. uh, Talk about viral. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Tori, you down? She's like, I'm never coming on this podcast again. Paige is over-sexualizing me. Paige, just tell me when. (laughs) He's going to be, like, whispering all these golf terms that are super sexual. I'm like, Tori, stop it. Pay attention. Stop. (laughs) Listen, I couldn't even say stick shaft, you know? I don't even know if that's what I... Stiff. Stiff. Stiff shaft. (laughs) See. If you guys have more things to ask Paige, just let us know at PARIHeartMedia.com or DM us at Playing Around Podcast. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Playing Around. It was another fun one. We can't wait to hear from you. And again, I know I always say this, but we can't 
do this without all of your support. And we love the messages. We love everything that you're sending us. And we don't care what it is. We love the funny comments, the creepy ones, the golf-related ones, anything. We just really appreciate you. And I think that was a good episode, guys. Yeah. Okay, no enthusiasm from Josh. I'm getting free golf lessons, so it was a banger. <laughs> it was a banger. Uh, Josh, you got to try that again. Were you were you excited with this episode? <laughs> I'm sorry. I was, my stomach was gurgling, so I was trying to mute myself. Or like I'm when starving. you drink all the time. <laughs> you always hear yes, like weird exactly. noises from Josh in the side. So, um, <laughs> I, I did pretty good. I, no weird noises, right, this, this episode? You know what? It was great, and you're not going to be arrested for being annoying either. You, you live another day. Excellent. All right. Well, I'm excited for the match, and I'm excited for um, some NASCAR knowledge. Awesome. Well, thanks again for listening, and we will see you next episode. Follow Playing Around with Paige Renee on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.